Peach Weekly. Hi, I'm Ralston Dakenai. Hi, I'm Manny Valladares. And you're listening to Beach Weekly, a student-run podcast from the Daily 49er at Long Beach State. Beach Beach Weekly Weekly. Sports! We're recording this today on a Thursday, so it's still the first week of school, but it's uh, Monday by the time you guys will be getting this. Happy Labor Day. So it's our first episode of Beach Weekly Sports. Thank you for tuning in. And just to start off, let's talk about some of our favorite sports teams. I'm a huge Clipper fan. Dodger lifelong fan. So if you have a problem with any of those two teams, feel free to roast me on Twitter at Ralston Dak and I. I see in regards to me, Manny Valladares, which is also my Twitter name. I'm really just a Lakers fan, like straight up ever since I've been a kid. Although I'm not going to lie, I have watched other sports. I don't know. I'm really, I used to be really into baseball. I used to be a big Dodger fan. Now I'm just, I'm not going to lie, the sport kind of bores me. Hmm. It's a very slow sport. And you're not really into football either, as no. am I. Okay. Oh, that's more That's more for other reasons, but yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, hopefully we can get into those reasons on the next episode, but how was your first week of school? I mean, it was pretty hectic, am I right? I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was pretty wild. Yesterday, um, I had a nitro cold brew for the first time, and it felt as though I was under some sort of drug because my mind was in a completely different place. <laughs> yeah, for me, I just felt like there's... I don't know, maybe twice as many students, especially on upper campus. Yep. I'm pretty sure the escalators died within like the first hour. Yep. The parking situation was pretty crazy and you can find all that stuff on our news section. But it's good to be back. Let's just dive right into our first topic, men's basketball. So the men's team took a trip to Costa Rica. The 3,586 mile trip was the program's first international tour in 12 seasons under coach Munson. With three players coming off of redshirt designations, two juniors and one senior returning, Coach Munson felt the trip was much needed to bring the rest of the newly assembled team together. Yeah, so this was a piece that I wrote um, last week before school started. I just was able to catch Jordan Roberts and Drew Cobb, two of our returning juniors on the team, during their workout at the Pyramid. And Cobb was really cool about it. You know, just honest about how the trip was for him. He really enjoyed it. And, you know, over the eight-day trip, they played three different international scrimmages. So it was a cool experience to just talk to Cobb about how those games were different, you know, playing internationally. I mean, it was an amazing trip. Like I said before, you know, it's just a blessing to be able to be in the position to be able to go. First of all, first and foremost, like you said, this is the first trip Coach Munson has taken in a very, very, very long time. So I think we were all just grateful, first of all. We are all really excited before we went. Going, we didn't really know what to expect. I don't think any of us except one, being Max from New Zealand, has been outside of the country. So when we got there, it was a culture shock, and we were just absorbing everything. It was really fun. We got to bond a lot. And I think it was overall just a great trip for our team outside of basketball, being that we have so many new faces. I felt like we needed that chemistry, needed to bond a little bit. And I think all of those things happened while we were out there. Uh, Can you speak on what was your favorite moment during the trip? Favorite moment was for sure ziplining, 100%. That was the most crazy experience I've ever been in in my life. Really scary. We was all high in the air, you know what I'm saying, doing Superman dives off of like a thousand feet. It was crazy, but it was fun because we were all together. I know you guys were only out there for eight days, but can you explain what Pura Vida means? Basically, like, enjoy life. I don't know. To me, it was like... No worries, like Pura Vida, you know what I'm saying? Just enjoy life, have fun. Yeah, so you can find that piece online. It might be too early to look at where they stand in the conference, uh, the men's team. But I think that, you know, with the great run they had to end out the Big West tournament last year, sure, a lot of the seniors from that team have graduated. But I think with that trip, you know, the team has uh, the ability to make a big run and have a big season this year. I feel like you're bringing up some really good points. 
Honestly, I don't know if this is a hot take or not. I'm going to say this straight up. I actually think this year's team is maybe not significantly, but for sure better than last year's team. I'm not going to lie, even though they did have that really great run against an, and, you know, put up a fight against an Irvine team who actually, you know, created an upset in the NCAA tournament. Pretty cool, but I don't know, man. You'd watch them play, and although you could definitely tell there, there was definitely, like, family dynamics and all that in the team and whatnot, the basketball itself was very clunky. And, like, at the end of the day, especially in the tournament, you saw, like, a lot of just Deshaun Booker just going in and trying to, like, attack the basket and just, like, trying to make shots. And I feel like this time around, we're probably going to have a more well-balanced team. So I think we're going to have more success. But you know what? You're the basketball beat writer, so you'll probably know more about that. Yeah, thanks. Looking forward to covering the team. Just to like give a sneak peek of what I think of them. They're obviously going to have more size this season. I think that's just going to be a huge addition with the ability to just defend and be able to match up with other big teams. UCI, like you mentioned, you know, they were huge. They were able to bang down low, play a good defense, and that's what allowed them to survive so long late into the year and into March Madness. So yep. looking forward to covering that team. Of course, they don't start playing until November. Still a long way to go, but it's just cool that, you know, the team took this trip so early and were, are able to start working right away. All right, let's just get into our women's volleyball team now. So this is another team <laughs> I covered during the first week. Went down to the Walter Pyramid, caught a women's volleyball practice, and you know, the vibe was really impressive. There was just like an intense focus throughout the gym. You could feel that the team was confident. You know, obviously the last two seasons have not gone as planned for them due to a combination of injuries to key players and just poor execution in conference play. But coming off of a 16 and 13 season in 2018, they won their last three games in a row against Big West opponents. So, you know, the last two years have been dominated by Hawaii and Cal Poly, obviously, but they just want to you know, get back to that uh, upper echelon of volleyball teams. The, the 2019 Big West Women's Volleyball Preseason Coaches Poll projects the team to finish fifth in the conference. And I spoke to head coach Joy McKenzie Furbringer, and she said there's plenty of opportunity for a team to climb the standings. Uh, you know, I, I don't mind our seating. I think the Big West is really strong, and I like that, you know, we're seated where we are, so we have something to reach for. So I'm happy with where we're seated starting in, and we've got a lot to prove. Tyler Spriggs is huge for the program. How will the team fill the void that she left, both where they're playing leadership? Well, we've got two good recruits in, Avery Nelson and Miranda Kanyes, that fulfill a, a big leadership role. And I, you know, we have a, got a good group of seniors this year that have really come into their own. I think we're going to see really good play out of Haley Harwood and, of course, her leadership. Uh, we've got KJ Norville back at 100%, who was out previously with a knee injury and just coming back last year. And so she comes in and, and helps with that leadership. And we've got Ari Joie, who's coming in, you know, she was our starting middle last year. So I think we've got three good leaders coming in to fulfill where we lost Tyler Spriggs. Plus, we've got two new transfers that are juniors. So we've got a really strong, you know, leadership class. The program is welcoming eight newcomers. What spots on the court is there potential for perhaps some of them to step in and contribute right away? Well, right away, we're going to see Katie Kennedy is in... 6-1 outside from Oregon. We're going to see her right away contribute in the opposite position. Tia Chavera is a setter that's coming in as a freshman, so we're going to see her contribute. And we're definitely going to see our freshmen contribute Jade Wascom and Nicole Hoff, who are two libero defensive specialists that are amazing. will will step in right away in a big role. After being named to the 
all Big West freshman team, Kashana Williams, is going to be taking a bigger role for the beach, moving from opposite to outside hitter. And so, you know, she was a favorite to watch last season, and I'm pretty sure she's going to have a bigger season this year. Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty excited for the team. I I feel like it's been like a long time since there's been any real hype around them. Like the last time they went to a Final Four was like 2001, and they've never been able to reclaim that kind of success that they had like in the 90s, you know, with like those iconic teams. So um, I, I hope that they can like improve throughout the season and get to the point where they end up being like a really good team and hopefully actually make an impact and make a huge difference in the ways that they've previously done so we could like continue on that legacy of we've that we've pretty much just had for like the longest time especially with like both volleyball uh, teams women's and men's right for that just stay tuned to Taryn Rodriguez as he's going to be our beat writer for them yeah. this season and hopefully we'll see a lot of stories of winning from them this time around for our 70th anniversary special edition that's going to be coming around the end of the month, Manny's actually working on a piece chronicling Long Beach State women's athletics. And I understand like there's still a lot of work to be done, but is there anything that you're excited to share about how the piece is turning out? I'm going to be honest. I've been like really loving the process of this. It's very stressful, obviously. I've been trying to get into contact with a lot of people. I've been like, I think the biggest challenge for me was getting to figure out what sports I wanted to talk about. I've been really narrowing it down. So maybe like softball for sure. Basketball is like a must. I've already started interviewing people for that. Women's tennis, I've already started interviewing people for that. And also volleyball, what I was previously mentioning. Their legacy is very you know, large, has a big impact in the school. A lot of women's athletics does. So I'm pretty excited for it. For basketball, I've already interviewed Penny Toller, who is a former player very iconic player. She also played next to Cindy Brown and was coached under Joan Babasini. They had some like really great runs throughout their time together. And you know, I got an interviewer. She's currently now the uh, general manager for the LA Sparks and just getting to speak with her for that small amount of time, it made me really excited for this piece. So I'm really glad I'm gonna be able to share it soon, I hope. It'll be for the 70th anniversary, so mm-hmm. that'd be cool. We're gonna talk about some games that have taken place or actually I should say one game that's it's taken, yeah. yeah it's taking place so the women's soccer team had their home opener against UCLA they were initially supposed to play in Tucson against Arizona yeah pretty much there was like a lightning going around so they weren't able to really get the game going which is pretty unfortunate considering I was getting ready to live tweet the game and getting ready to observe but I didn't even get to do any of that because the game didn't even start so that was pretty unfortunate <laughs> yeah i mean it, it was a pretty bummer for that to happen but i mean at least you know the the team had the ability to open up their season here at the georgia field in long beach yeah it was their first game of the season and you could definitely tell we had our sports editor mark lindall on the on the story and with the opportunity to tie it up late the first game didn't go as planned in front of a record setting 2,303 fans as they lost the game 1-0 to the number four ranked UCLA Bruins. Much of the first period was dominated by the Bruins' aggressive defense. You know, they've been playing already and you can definitely tell. They definitely made their mark on the game and were dictating the pace. In the 12th minute, UCLA freshman midfielder forward Mia Fischel corralled a deflection and was able to squeeze into the goal, leading her team over the beach 1-0 for the rest of the game. I mean, like, yeah, I... You know, you could tell that Long Beach was really, like, doing their best to keep the game interesting throughout the whole time. Although it's very interesting, one of the statistics was that 
UCLA had double the amount of shots that Long Beach had, which I thought was pretty wild, considering like that's not something you really notice till like after the game ends. So it was really cool stat that I saw. I don't know. I'm a big stats guy. And I thought they played really well. Like it's encouraging, you know, definitely the Big West coaches find them to be an encouraging team as well, considering that according to all Big West coaches, they were ranked number one out of all of them. So that's pretty impressive. I, I expect them to bounce back even more so in the future, probably win a couple games, probably have a pretty good season from what it looks like. Yeah. I mean, this game was like just right there for them, despite with the slow start. They came out firing in the second half. The ball actually just missed the goal line. So it was a pretty controversial call. They didn't allow the beach to tie up the game. And so, yeah, it was a pretty tough first game for them. But yeah, they'll belt back. You know, they're projected, like you said, to be the best team in our conference. So, so let's just preview the upcoming games for the week. Tonight, women's soccer actually hosts San Diego at George Island Field at 6 p.m. So if you want to catch some Labor Day soccer action, feel free to head out there. Ooh, and then we'll also have women's volleyball. They'll open up their home preseason action at the Walter Pyramid during the Long Beach State Mizuno Classic, which will be on Friday, September 5th. It's going to be against Texas State. It's going to be at 8 p.m. I'd suggest you guys go to that game, see what's up. Maybe, you know, bring a friend and enjoy some good old volleyball because we're pretty good at that sport. All right. End it off like that. Okay. A little, a little clap there, too. <laughs> a little, right, a little uh... dance. I'm doing a little dance right now. Ooh. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm jumping around the room. This is ridiculous. Oh my, it's just going crazy. We got the kombucha going. Oh my god. Thanks for tuning in to our first episode. Peace.